All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase. I'll explain, and I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Go ahead. Make my day. I make this look good. You are now listening to the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is Movie Review Crew Podcast. I did it right today. You did. On the second time around. On yep. the second try. Well, you know, you know, that's fine. No one needed to know that, but I ousted myself and you helps. That's what we do around here. Mm. We have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We oust ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Why that sounds so damn weird when you said it? Yeah. It sounded normal mm, when Mike yeah. said it. Because I think I was like, mm, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. oust mm-hmm. a word? Yeah. We oust oh, yeah. ourselves, dude. Oh, yeah. What's the one that I didn't think was overlong? Overlong, over yeah, that's a, re- yeah. that's a real word. Overlong, I've I've been saying oust overlongly, dude. Go, <laughs> so. yep. oh boy. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I'm Mike Lucas, and joining me is Aaron Kronikin. Hello, Brent Fruget. Hello, and Shane Kronikin. How's it going? We have an excellent episode, guys. I am super duper excited. To review Whiplash. This is a movie yeah, I had movie. been meaning to see since it came out, and I could just never get myself around to watching it. This is a movie that I would never have watched if it was not for this podcast. True. That's so the, that's who, the Miles thanks for whoever. Uh, oh yes, let's let's do a shout out. I don't know who requested. It was, yeah. Oh, it was uh, Mike's secret admirer. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, Wild Slut Angel Twenty Two <laughs> at <laughs> Yahoo.com. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So thank you. For requesting it, Wild Sled Angel, go yeah. ahead and... <laughs> yep, Mike owes you. Yes. Whatever you want. <laughs> Whatever you want. No, but uh, we really appreciate all of our listener requests, guys. Um, I'm going to plug the, the website right now, moviereviewcrew.com. Go to our website and request a movie right on our homepage. I tossed around the idea of doing listener requests for the entire month of March. I'm fine with that. Uh, I like that. I like that a lot. It'll sure. help us try to catch up on some yeah. stuff. And, so. and I think that if there's any... There's never going to be a better episode to pitch the idea aside from one that I think we all kind of enjoyed in Whiplash. Yeah. Also, uh, do we want to? Uh, yes. Somebody was it? James sent an email to uh, yeah, give I, us some. Uh, I, I some won't go compliments into, and criticism. Uh, but I won't go into to, you know details. It was a suffice it to say we had a pretty good email conversation. Uh, uh, he had some insights into the episode that we really, really appreciate. We, Absolutely. we do we want to hear you guys' opinions. That's how we, we can get better. Um, he so ha- had some compliments, had, had some, some opinions. He uh, heard that we, since we all loved Hereditary, he sent us some links to some yeah. of Ari Aster's short videos. We that... should toss those on the website. We yeah, should. I will. Put a link to them. I, I watched them. I can't say that the <laughs> subject material is... Uh, very enjoyable, but you could tell that that guy has some incredible talent from just filmmaking standpoint. James or Ari Aster? Uh, probably both. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, James. James said he went to film school, so I. I would knows? actually love to see some of his stuff. That would be interesting, James. If you're listening, uh, if not, I'll send you an email. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's like, if, you know what? Screw <laughs> these guys. I'm not listening ever again. If you have some uh, some of your stuff, we'd love to to watch that. But uh, we we appreciate you sending those links because that's something that we 
didn't have access to, didn't know about, had had no idea it existed. So that was that yeah. was that was great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so that Whiplash will be later in the episode, but before then, we do have movies coming out to DVDs this week, and I think we'll uh, do an episode or a little portion of. Have you seen anything new lately? Yeah. Well, before we do that, so. I, I do want to get into one listener request since we're on that topic. Uh, the John Voight sent us an email. What? Michael must die. For some reason, John Voight's email is greatestpilot at dameron.com. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I, he, I, John Voight loves Star Wars, I guess. I, I love it, man. Uh, but he says... Uh, <laughs> Piggybacking off of all that long to get <laughs> no, I'm just, I mean, these, I really appreciate the effort that these people are creating emails to send stuff to us. Yep. We had bendover for you at gmail.com. I love it. This guy's the greatest pilot. At- <laughs> yeah. Anyways, he, uh, uh, our, our conversation, I think it was one of our last week's episode. You guys were saying that we're doing Oscar month and it's movies starring people named Oscar. Mm. So piggybacking off of that, he said, <laughs> no man named Oscar has been nominated for an Oscar in the history of ever, in parentheses, or Wikipedia is lying to me. So here we go. In 1985, John Voight, he refers to himself in the third person, <laughs> John Voight played a man named Oscar Manny Mannheim in Runaway Train, in which he was nominated for Best, Ass- Best Actor. So watch Best that. Best ass. <laughs> That's a different category. He thinks highly of himself. <laughs> uh, and then he ends it with bless up. <laughs> of course he does. Of course he does. So uh, and oh. and I actually would love to see that movie. That w- that's an action movie that I, bet I you would. didn't Best realize ass nomination. <laughs> I didn't realize that I had never heard of that movie, an action movie that's nominated for Oscars, that's got to be amazing. I'm I'm all in on that. That if we do uh, listen to requests, I am definitely choosing that next Wait, week, next if, month. If there was a best ass category, <laughs> wouldn't, it, wouldn't it just be best asker? Best asker. Best. Mm, I don't mm. think that's a thing. You know what I'm saying. Thanks for ruining yep, a good thing, Mike. It. That was oh, fun until geez. until you chimed in. I'm sorry. You're fired. I'm sorry. You're uh, fired. Let's move on. What are the movies coming out to? DVDs. That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good week. We've got A Star Is Born is probably the the biggest one. I've still yet to see that, but I haven't either. I I saw it. I think it's like almost two movies. I loved the first half, and it was filmed well. And Bradley Cooper changed my mind, and I don't hate him anymore. And then it got really dumb. Yeah, he went. And you hated him again. Then I hate. No, I didn't hate him. I hated the movie at the the second half of he, it. He went from Bradley Pooper to Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Uh, what's up? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So what else? Uh, can you ever forgive me? Starring Melissa McCarthy. No. Oscar nominated. Is that the one where she like stills? Yeah. Yeah, she plays the writer. The writer oh, yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, Overlord comes out. Yeah, I am excited. God. I oh, wanted shame. to see that one. We told. We we told you. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. What? Go ahead and see it. No. So we told you. Time out. Dumb. Time. 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 Rooney. Time. Time. Rooney. Rooney. Overlord's sitting at eighty percent. on Rotten Tomatoes and seven point one on IMDb. It's six point six out of ten. I mean, you gotta look at the score too, not just the percentage. Hey, that's like a B minus, bro. So in in taking a step back after after seeing the movie and doing a review on it, 
It's a B movie. I was uh-huh. expecting an A movie. Uh, I think, yeah, expectations definitely uh, yes. changed the way I viewed it. But also, there are, we talked about it, there's a lot of really dumb parts. There are, but I think, I, think, I, can, I don't like that I, guy straps the bombs to the guy and this, puts his, he could just turn the motorcycle. This is part of the reason I'm excited to watch it, though, because I wasn't on that, that episode that you guys did. Uh, McNeil, if I remember, really loved it. He, Listen, he it's a it's it a heck time. of a, a okay. fun B movie zombie. I mean, it's what you would kind of expect from a schlocky B movie, but and it was filmed well. But there are, there are a lot of problems. So the thing that I think I'm most disappointed about is I wasted five whole dollars seeing that in theaters. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. It's probably yeah, I don't mind that I did that. Really? Yeah, I do. I think if I saw that on like a, my couch on like a Friday night, I'd be like. If I was like, if I still had cable and saw it on a sci-fi channel, that's, I'd be like, "Damn, this is amazing!" That's what I'm saying. But since I saw it in a theater, yep. expectations, man. I was like, "Yep, nah, yeah, <laughs> nah." Oh, flush me, Jay. Flush me. <laughs> uh, a couple uh, bad. Well, I shouldn't say that. I haven't seen them, but I've heard nothing but horrible things about them. Yeah. Robin Hood. Oh, uh, God. You can ooh. just say it's bad. We I can all just to. assume. I don't want to. Is that the Taron Edgar Yeah. One? I'll watch it. No, you um, shouldn't. No, I will, though. And speaking of really, really bad movies that I'll watch, Backtrace, starring Sylvester Stallone. Uh, IMDb 3.6 so that's, that's right oh, now. <laughs> that's it for uh, movies coming out, right? That is it. We don't have to dive into that last one at all. Backtrace with Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Okay. That's What's it about? Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I am actually kind of curious. Stallone is a guy, and he's a cop, oh. and there's stuff, and he so basically does every movie he's ever so done. Cobra. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, I have read though that Stallone is just a very minimal part, so it's not really. It's one of those like bait and switch. They put him on the cover, put his name in big letters, and he's in it for mm, maybe. 10 You mean years. like the back end of Val Kilmer's career, uh, or all of Bruce Willis's movies yep. in the last ten years? So this one's starring Sylvester Stallone and his brother Schmelschmester Stallone. Oh my word! He has a brother Frank. Yeah, he does have a brother. His name's so so Schmester or whatever you said. Yeah, but it's a third brother. Ah, didn't Frank do the Rocky music? Isn't he a composer? In in uh, I think in Rocky Balboa he had a song. I don't think he's a composer. I think he's a a musician. no. Nope. He said in Rocky I don't, Balboa, which I don't, was... I don't like this. <clears throat> the sixth one. I'm pretty sure that he's yeah. not a composer. He's a musician. If you if you find the name of it, we can play it on the show. So just, just making sure you know that. Let's move on. Have you guys seen anything new this week? Um, Yeah. <laughs> what was that? I saw, so that was hilarious. I you watched La La Land. Yeah. Oh so my. Mike said, "Oh, we're doing two Damien Chazelle movies. I'm gonna try to watch La La Land too." And I, and immediately, all of us involved were like, "Mike, you're not gonna do that. It's a two and a half hour musical." <laughs> so of course he didn't. Yeah. I no time out. He time didn't out. even watch two Damien Chazelle movies. Time out. Mm-hmm. Here's where you're wrong. I didn't watch two movies, but 
I didn't want to pay for two. True. True. I guess the, I owned them. Yes. So, yeah. You own La La Listen, <laughs> Amber bought it so long ago, and I've been avoiding it and avoiding it and avoiding it. I'm starting listen. to think Aaron only got married to have someone to blame I, for yeah. buying I, shit like that. I'm not even, like, I've met Amber multiple times, but I'm not convinced she's not no. a paid actress. <laughs> <laughs> like, Amber bought it. Yeah. Uh, well, like, listen, it was dumb, and... I just musicals, man. Like you just, I dude. I oh, have hey, role. let's have this conversation. Oh, hard cut song and dance routine, dumb. I just don't like well, it. I mean, if it's dumb, it's it, dumb. it was bad. Not all musicals are dumb. I mean, it was probably good, but I just don't <laughs> like musicals. <laughs> I mean, it was. Probably I don't want to. I don't want to do. It. I don't want to make like a blanket statement. Oh, it's crap. But I, I personally did not like it. Well, you don't. Well, you it, listen to talk radio. Yeah. What the f- <laughs> yeah. hell does that mean? He doesn't even like music. Oh, all right. True. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> good. I, that that didn't click for me. I get your point now. That makes, I, no, that makes a lot of. I listen to movie soundtracks at work. I like good okay, music. The, the Drive soundtrack does not count. <laughs> listen, I'm just saying. Strike one, Emma Stone. I'm not a fan. Strike two. Spontaneous musical numbers. Not a fan. So you know, I'm sure it's a great movie. Obviously, everybody well, loved it. But it's only two strikes. You're not out yet. Yeah. Strike three. Ryan Gosling. Bad movie. Mm. Mm. So any. Oh God. Drive soundtrack. Yep. Here we go. Boy. This is the music that Aaron. Like. Ooh, that's kind of cool. It yeah. is. No, it is. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's cool. Dude, and I, I could crunch some numbers to this. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> that's what I do all day. See, no, I'm telling you, like, this is. <laughs> it makes it sound like what you're doing is badass. Like, yeah, it does. I, li- I, I listen to the Mission Impossible soundtrack. Dang. I feel a lot cooler than but what I actually I, am. You hear this song and you say crunching numbers. I think of like an 80s movie, though, where he's just sitting there with like you a gotta old have that, school that computer. Giant and... transparent green build hat. And, and you just have the calculator that's just spewing out tape. Yep. And for some reason, your light bulbs are pink and green. Oh, yeah. All right. We just gave Hollywood another idea. You are welcome. Don't tell me the soundtrack's not great. <laughs> no, I'm saying it is, but like... Listen, I know, the, I know, I admit... Let's have a musical to the Drive soundtrack. I admit that... I mean, it's an okay. 8.0 on IMDb. It's probably... The soundtrack really, or the movie? The movie. <laughs> the soundtrack. La La Land. Oh, La La we're talking about La La yeah. I thought we were talking about Drive still. No, the, I'm just saying, like, it's probably really, really good. I just... It wasn't my thing. I get it. I mean... I think you're dumb and wrong. Oh, dumb and oh, oh, yeah, go watch it, Matt. My, jeez. Dumb and wrong. I'll never watch it. Musical, minus one point. <laughs> I, I, I have said that there was a funny scene between Gosling and... Which, which scene were you... I don't know. They were at, like, a pool party or something, and I, like, watched it. I was like... There were times when I did laugh. See, that's what I'm saying. And I was but like... But it was, like, the curious. conversation pieces. I just... I'm not into the whole... That's fine. Spontaneous song and dance thing. That's fine, you know? That's you how know? I live my life. So, moral of the story is that's what you watched this week. Yeah, I also, uh, switching gears, I watched something immensely better and more entertaining and hilarious. Surf's Up. The Whoa. kid's movie. Oh, boy. Watch that with Leland on I'm Saturday with, morning. With, and now there. he had a kid, so he can blame Leland for <laughs> watching shit like that. Yeah, with his <laughs> paid actress wife. That movie's great. Trust me, it's great. Watch it. <laughs> also, oh, God, I texted you guys. Dude, I watched The Monster. How many? How much time do you have a week? Lots. 
Clearly, <laughs> you work eight hours and you go home and watch a movie. Yeah, you do some dishes. <laughs> Boy, rinse some baby bottles, watch a movie. All right, man. All he right. doesn't even feed the baby. Anyways, the monster the Netflix. I dare you, anybody listening, to watch that movie. It is horrendous. So, from from the brilliant director of uh, the, the Strangers. Strangers. Ooh, it's equally as dumb. By the way, we have a review of the Strangers out there. So uh, if and, you want to listen to that, and uh, let's take this time now, uh, since we're on the topic of horror movies, Matt McNeil has a new review of My Bloody Valentine. He released it on Valentine's. How convenient, right? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Mm. <laughs> Boy, key to comedy is timing. <laughs> key to comedy is timing. Yup. Yup. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I hijacked that segment. What did you guys watch? I watched Jean-Claude Van Damme's new movie. All right, next. Oh. <laughs> what, what? Please, at least tell me yeah. what it is. Good Lord. It's called The Bouncer. It's actually a, a, a serious movie. It's a more of a drama than an action movie, and he's very good in it. And he bounces. It's, uh, it, it's one of those movies where Van Damme's a Excuse better me. actor uh, than he's given credit for, especially when he's able to speak in his native language, which he does in this movie. Um, Hold on. Yeah. Y'all ever seen JCVD? I have. No, All right. God! <laughs> no, God, please, no! Yeah, no! oh, John claudes a good actor when he can speak Swedish. Oh, boy. What? No! <laughs> uh, I, I honestly... Jean-Claude has talent. Yeah, have you seen him in comedies? Have you seen... I'm not even... I, I, what? I'm not asking. No! I'm not asking if you've seen it. I know you have not. <laughs> I might have. I but, mean, uh, Enemies Closer... He's hilarious in that, and badass. It's a good movie. I, I'm going to have a review on it. Uh, what? No. Okay, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> no respect. I need, I need the, the Rodney Dangerfield sounder. Dude. 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 Jean-Claude is you? like, is, is a whole life out of his prime. He died and was resurrected somehow. That's the point of this movie. He's not. He's not an action hero in this movie. Oh my god! Oh my god! Even the John, the JC, the Jean Claude Van Johnson was wasn't awesome. It was good. Don't don't get me wrong, but it wasn't great. No, it wasn't. But the guy has more range than he's given credit for. He's not. He makes good movies, and he makes interesting oh, movies. Really? Yes. You ever seen a little movie called Assassin Game? Yeah. Something's dumb with yep. with <laughs> Some, your yep. other favorite Scott yep. Adkins. Yep, that was a bad one. That's very bad yeah, movie. That's, a bad that's like on par with what he does now. Anyways, uh, moving no, on. It isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Let's, just, let's move on. You guys um, are just dumb. I saw. He's the one that punched the cobra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh god. That's uh, great. Rattlesnake. Yeah, and then he had bit to off take the rattle. rattle took off. his rattle off. That's Set it as a booby trap. Mean. Also, do not talk right. shit on hard target. Yeah, I'll jump across the table right now. Canadian tuxedo, Ugh. mullet, greasy mullet. I am mullet. so moving on. <laughs> Something else uh, I watched this week. Whiplash. Yeah. Oh, I didn't watch that. Oh. Oh. Why? I, I <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Whiplash, guys, uh, is a listener request. We went over this earlier in the show, but you can go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com, and request a movie right on our homepage. We appreciate all of our listeners. And all of their requests for March. We're doing listener requests, so this is the perfect time to go. Request one. Whiplash, guys. From 2014. It's rated R film, hour 46 minutes long. It's a drama music film. And I watched a 
uh, interview with Damien Chazelle, and he personally classifies it as a thriller. I and he films it that not. way. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I am not going to take that away from him. It, yeah. it, he, my, my, one of my main thoughts is he filmed this like a sports movie. You know, where where you're you're in the action, they follow him through the tunnels. Yeah, it's all, like a shots. jazz Rocky. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it was. It was an intense movie. It was filmed like a thriller. I'm, I'm not saying it. Don't give me that look. Jazz I'm saying the, the the timeline of the story, like, does nobody gets a shot, gets knocked down a peg, and comes roaring back. I mean, it's... If he drums, he does. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. If you want to equate J.K. Simmons to Drago, go for it. Yeah. He's freaking ripped like Drago. But I absolutely agree <laughs> with... Uh, with him that i would classify it as yeah. that well yeah and that's what he said the screenplay was written mostly as a, a thriller which was pretty interesting to see because it's it wasn't my first like until he said that i was like oh that makes sense you know what i mean yep uh the synopsis of the film a promising young drummer enrolls at a cutthroat music conservatory where his dreams of greatness are mentored by an instructor who will stop at nothing to realize to realize a student's potential written and directed by damien chazelle uh this week is a twofer because we're doing first man on thursday's episode as well so be sure to listen for that uh like i said written and directed by damien chazelle starring miles i'm upset teller and uh jk rowling's brother (laughs) oh my god jk simmons oh nope or also as aaron likes to call him the farmer's guy Farmers insurance. Yeah. Yep. Because we it's had not a, incorrect. It's not, but we had an entire conversation about the Verizon guy, and I stand by my point. That guy's just the Verizon guy. I'm not I mean J.K. Simmons has talent at least. True. Ooh. And he was fantastic in this movie. Yes. Absolutely. Did, uh, did you guys get a chance to watch this is based on a yes. short movie that Sh- Damien Chazelle made. Did you guys get a chance to watch it? I did not. I didn't know that actually. It was in the group chat. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I I listened to you guys and then I discard it yeah no i get it too uh brent did you i did not watch the short no uh the short is almost word for word shot for shot when uh andrew neiman uh miles teller's character is introduced to the studio band for the first time so he's sitting in it it, it is almost the exact same which is it's nearly identical who, who, I, I imagine it's probably just his way of like he made the short in order to get the funding yeah, for I would the feature length. I did read that he wanted he originally wrote it as like a full length movie, but nobody wanted it, so he made it a short and then mm-hmm. shot. And Which like, makes he went sense. to one of those yeah. festivals, yeah. and you know, people. Well, when you hear it, so. when you hear that synopsis, you don't expect like he said such a thriller type of feel to it. Like the intensity yeah. is a lot more than what you or might or perhaps that's how he. Uh, that's how he, he presented it. it, you know, when he was in there trying to get them to greenlight and saying it's a it's a music movie, but it's a thriller, yeah, and, yeah. and that that concept in itself just sounds odd. Yep. Like that that would be hard to pull off. Well, and the the short had J.K. Simmons in the role uh, of whatever I can't remember the guy's name, but the professor Terrence Fletcher. Yeah, Fletcher. So you had that element already there. The guy that played Andrew Neiman was young Neil from Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, Johnny Simmons. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I've, I didn't watch the short, so I don't know if like he did a good job or he not. Didn't. Uh, but no, I feel kind of bad. It's like, like Mike said, that's the one time you're watching. You're like, man, I miss Miles Teller. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel kind of bad because like I was reading some stuff about this movie, and they said in the short, 
for the uh, for the uh, feature film, it was down to Miles Teller and the guy who played the guy in the short, and they went with Miles Teller instead. I was like, yeah, they Ooh. made the right decision. <laughs> they they really did. He but they said they went with him because he was a bigger name and he could actually play the drums. So and act. Uh, I wanted. Yeah, I read that Miles Teller had like basic drum experience or whatever, um, but. The the core drummer that he replaces in the movie is an actual drummer, and he's like the jazz musician and everything. And they train for like three to four hours a day, five days a week, uh, to get Miles Teller to actually be able to play Whiplash. Well, but day. I also read that what you're hearing in the movie is not it's, Miles it's Teller. It's not his, they no. just They trained intensely so that he could fake it to look well, legitimate. So, yeah, and I'm sure he's actually hitting it. It's yeah. just probably not striking. And it's maybe not exactly right. as good as what you're hearing, but the fact that he trained enough to yeah. be able to do what he did is pretty amazing. Yeah, so the film, uh, this is Oscar month, by the way, guys. We never talked about that. Oscar month, uh, movies won Oscars, not people about named Oscar. I said that wrong. <laughs> This or nominated film. for Oscars. Yes. They didn't even have to win. Yes. So this film, how many Oscars nominated for? Three. Mm. Um, two. Mm. One. Mm. Two. We're mm. going to go two. Nommed for five. Five. Dang. One, three. One, three. That's what I meant. I thought you asked one. <laughs> I, I thought that's you. what I meant. You're an idiot. Uh, best performance by an actor in a supporting role was J.K. Simmons. That's a winner. Duh. Best achievement in film editing. Yep, I figured that one. Uh, best achievement in sound mixing. Yep, those were the three I thought. You're such. Oh, a I'm, not, I'm not even being funny this time. <laughs> no, I'm not even being funny this time. Sure. When, sure. Oh, when okay. I said three, okay. those were the three I had in mind. Okay. Okay. Uh, then what? What are the last two, Shane? I I'm didn't have. I only said three. Only had three in mind. Uh, and best motion picture of the year. Really? And best writing adapted screenplay. Uh, you say really? No, 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 no. Really no. that it was as that it was considered. Yeah, I I don't mean that it didn't deserve it. I, it absolutely one hundred percent did. I'm surprised that it was considered being such Dude, a small movie. This. And a first-time feature. Yeah, that. Yeah. Well, that's I, why I'm surprised. Something on his uh, filmography. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, guy, Madel and Madeline, guy and Madeline in the park, or whatever. Yeah. It's another jazzy but type of thing. Honestly, I've seen five of eight movies were nominated for best motion picture of this year. I've seen like five of them. And what were they? Birdman. Well, Birdman won. Birdman I would say won. Whiplash. In my opinion, is a better movie. More enjoyable. More I, enjoyable. Yes, yes. See, yes so, but that you had to factor that in when so, you're saying better movie. The Academy doesn't right. though. No. Birdman, American Sniper, Boyhood, Selma, Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. Wow, <laughs> absolutely. I would say Whiplash of the ones so, I've seen is the best. But I don't know because like Boyhood is uh, yeah, kind of like, like right. that's the, the art of filmmaking, the craft yeah. of filmmaking. I get it. And, and the same twenty thing with, years of filmmaking. Right. And the same thing with <laughs> but Birdman. I, that, I hadn't like, seen Boyhood, so I didn't include that. Yeah. No, I get it. Grand so, Budapest, I think, is one of my least favorite Wes Anderson movies, even though people loved it. But yeah. Anyways. But anyway, so who did? Well, while you're on the page, who did J.K. Simmons beat out for supporting actor? He beat out. If I can find it, I think. I got nothing, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> he beat out everybody because yeah. he won. Duh. Duh. Uh, but he was unbelievably good in this. I, I don't know that I've seen him in a whole lot of things other than... The farmer's commercials? The... <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I mean, just smaller... Lady killers? Parts. Lady killers, yes. <laughs> uh, he beat out, by the way, Edward Norton from Birdman, Mark Ruffalo for Foxcatcher, Ethan Hawke for Bur Boyhood, and Robert Duvall for The Judge. Man, that is 
those are some great performances there. That's, I'm not saying you didn't deserve it, but that's a stacked field there. Dude, this was a good year for Oscars. I Have think. you guys seen The Judge? Oh, my God. I'm about to pick that one. I'm going um, to create a fake email yeah, and, and listen to it for requested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, that's a stacked field. Good yes, on J.K. Is. Simmons. He deserved it, though. He was so good. Yes. Uh, the film on Rotten Tomatoes gets a 93% certified fresh, giving an 8.5 out of 10. And 94% audience score, giving it a 9 out of 10. Critics' consensus, intense, inspiring, and well-acted, Whiplash is a brilliant sophomore effort from director Damien Chazelle and a riveting vehicle for stars J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller. Boy, this movie's good. Boy, it is. From a lot of uh, standpoints, it's, it's fantastic. Give me your first thoughts of this film. My first thoughts are it made a subject and a story that I would not ever think I would enjoy immensely enjoyable. I agreed. Brent? Uh, like I said earlier, this is a movie I probably would never have watched if it wasn't for this podcast. And I I agree, as in as it was a good movie. i not a fan of Miles Teller, and I was... I mean, who is? ...scared that he would really, really ruin this movie, but he... You know, he did enough. surprise me. Yeah, he was good enough. He sides for the I'm upset part. I'm that upset. part. I think. I think. <laughs> I think that I had the unfortunate circumstances of having seen all of his bad stuff before I got to see his good stuff. I had never seen this. He is surprising me with how how legitimately talented he is because I've seen that, some that, awful uh, fireman movie. Awful things. Only good. the brave. He's fantastic in that. In this one, he's fantastic. I mean, he has made himself into, well, obviously, he started as a good actor. This was one of his first, but he just did too many of those, like, teeny, dumb, like, yeah. allegiance and, like, divergence. Yeah. yeah, he just did too, too much crap. And, and so perhaps I just had the wrong impression of him based on what I've seen, but he is immensely talented well, and he's great in this. Oh, you're saying he did a lot of crap. That's not really his fault because he wasn't. Anybody big, so yeah, I mean, yeah you got to do something to break through. I, I, I realize that, but but I I had the impression. My impression of him was that he was one of those people that you see it happens in Hollywood. Hollywood just falls in love with this person and just pushes them and pushes them and pushes them. And and I had the impression that he was that because I had never seen his good stuff, and I just my thought what kept it, why is this guy getting movies? He's bad and his movies suck. But I understand. As I'm seeing more of his stuff, he I, I, he's changing my mind of him. Good, because so, you're gonna have to see him in Top Gun two when that comes out. Uh, I can't I make wait. You guys see I can't it. wait. Ew. Ew. Yeah. Um, I I will say he was he was good. He was. I honestly I don't know if I've ever seen a movie with him in it. Really? I don't know because well they're all bad movies. Yeah. Then and. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of like how Brent, like, or how you guys have said or talked about this movie. It's like I don't have any desire to see that just because it's I don't know, just didn't click with me. So I don't any of his movies don't click with well, me. Well, even in this, his strongest parts were the parts that didn't require conversations. No, he he. I think he came out and said like I like being a physical actor and showing yes. emotion through my physicality, and I get that, but. J.K. Simmons acted circles yeah. around him. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, I J.K. mean, J.K. Simmons has also been in the game for. He, but still. but the, the fact that because this this guy is borderline this character, not him, but it's like borderline cartoonish. But he plays it with enough, and it was written with enough depth that Simmons it, or Simmons character. Yeah, okay. That it has enough depth that it, it kind of it toes the line of that cartoony. But you can see there are moments written in like the. And sometimes you find they're just completely fake, like when he's crying about the kid yeah. that got quote got in a car crash, but you find out yeah. the kid killed himself because of what Simmons might have put him through, and uh, the fake being nice to this kid that feels so genuine, and then he like flips a switch and he's this monster. So I want to I want to talk about because you just talked about depth and 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 going off of that these themes and the very first scene of this film is some of the best filmmaking I think I've seen in a long time. Maybe not in a long time, but... Oh, the, that opening so, shot, I Dude, can I, can I just walk you through what I was witnessing? And I, I took notes. I'm not even kidding, because I like watched it, and I was like, I'm going back. And I'm You're talking notes. about, if I'm thinking right, the opening scene is when he's in, in the, the hallway, basement playing by himself. Yes. Yeah. So, it starts with all black, right? Where Our character is literally introduced with a drum roll, which I thought was kind of ingenious in itself. And then slow dolly into him gets like it's he's filling the frame it's more important and then it's like the shot reverse shot of simmons and you can tell simmons is toying with him and then he's like well drum but he doesn't say that and then like there's this cat and mouse game and then you realize that jk simmons is in the shadows the entire time and the spotlight is literally on miles teller and it's it's ingenious because from step one of this movie J.K. Simmons' character is manipulating Dude, and molding this character. I, I literally wrote that. I said, uh, literally toying with him. Uh, and then I wrote in the quotes, oopsies daisies. <laughs> yeah, oopsies. <laughs> but and then you, you look at So you get both perspectives in a five-minute shot that not only is shot fantastically, Dude. but it's to establish the characters, you can see, and again, it's Miles Teller's physical acting, you can see how he looks at this guy like he's some kind of god figure. And then you got like the, the, the J.K. Simmons character, Fletcher, just, just completely dismissive, even though you know he has an interest in this kid and his abilities. He just like tosses him aside, walks away. Dude, it's, it's and that's the thriller aspect of it, is that it aside from being about uh drumming it or or music and and driving this person and, and this and Miles Teller's what what is the character's name? Andrew Neiman. Okay, Neiman. yeah, and and Neiman's obsession with becoming the best. And aside from that, the thriller aspect comes from this. Their entire relationship is a a, a game of wits. It's 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 a duel of wits. Dude, it's a chess match. Yeah, man. And, and and to see it played out in one of in recent memory at least one of the greatest conclusions and and. It's it, it feels like a a triumph like the it's got the type of backstabbing and intrigue like a Game of Thrones episode that f- comes full circle in a two hour movie, dude. It they they legend has it. <laughs> oh god, yeah. What is <laughs> Andrew Neiman is still drumming till this day? That's what I've heard. <laughs> that is what I've heard. <laughs> Somebody just like squirt some water right. in his mouth every once yeah. in a while. But they, like toss him a grape right. or something. He's got the backpack with a little straw that goes. Around. <laughs> That that finale though was one Dude, of the best payoffs I've seen in, in recent memories. I, the, the just 
with no words, with all, very few words, you you see this back and forth, and and he's he gets one on him, and to see their the counter move, and and then he's on top, and then and then Simmons comes back with another move, and then to see that they they come to this this point where they're on the same page, There's and this Simmons mutual, is, is yeah. uplifting him and pushing him, and and but it's at the same time it's completely unhealthy. Like the no, for sure, <laughs> it's completely Dude, so wrong. This, this movie is is a perfect character study of anxiety and what depression not I mean not depression but stress can do to someone. Well, that and and uh, it's a perfect showcase of what it takes to be the best. To be the best at something, oh, you you yeah. look at people that are considered the best at what they do. These these phenomenal actors, mm-hmm. athletes, mm-hmm. whatever the case. They are not normal. It takes this drive and, and this obsession and to I, be the best. I think Chazelle showed that perfectly in one scene when Neiman finally takes charge and he's just going nuts on the drums during that finale. And it cuts to Neiman's dad looking through the door and the look on his face, it's like a realization like, oh shit, I lost him. Like that's, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, cause no, the whole time, yeah. the whole time he's wrestling, like, what? Well, don't let this guy treat you like this. Don't, you don't need to do this. Yada, yada. And then it's like, yep, that's, that's greatness. And he's gone. And while you're, you're talking about that, let's give, uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on that, that actor's name. Uh, Riser, right? Is it, uh, I will that plays his know. dad. Oh, um, Paul yeah, Riser. Paul Riser. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He was not in the movie a ton, but was very good in what, what he was given to do. Uh, and yeah, that scene though, <laughs> you can see this, like he's, he's smiling, he's happy with, and you just get this, what, 10 seconds look on his face, but you see that he's happy, he's proud, but at the same time he's devastated because like Aaron said, he's, he's, he's lost him to this world and he knows he's going to be great. And he knows as a result, that's his life. And you, and there's the scene before that where Neiman, and you think it's the end of it. Neiman walks away defeated, hugs his dad. And then he has that that click that, all right, you know what? I'm going. I, this is my one shot. I'm going to go take control of this. Turns around, gets back on the drums, and literally takes over the show. And and I, I want to point out the, the filmmaking, the camera work of that scene because I know nothing about music. Very little. I, I mean, I don't. I'm just watching a movie about music. I know nothing and no Shane knowledge. Shane thought they, he was playing the guitar the whole time. Yeah, time. <laughs> I'm like, dang. Slapping like, the bass. It's like Slash up on stage, right? Uh, but, but through camera work, it, Chazelle was telling when they were bad, when they were through camera work, through characters, through dialogue, things like that. But you could tell, obviously, I don't know what he's messing up on. I don't know when he's defeated. I don't know. You're talking about just in the story overall, it, not yeah, in the final in, scene. In right? general, yeah. The the camera Dude. work tells the story of of and then the the camera work was so triumphant and and moved to the music and the cuts and the editing in that final scene added to that feeling of like, damn, this so is I wanna I wanna talk about two things in particular where Miles Teller came out in an interview and he was like, Damien Chazelle was so prepared. And I, I at first thought he was psycho and that we weren't getting enough shots. Because he would do like only two takes of Miles Teller just banging it out on the drums and stuff, and then they would go to a different angle and do the same thing. And he's like, "We would this would be like more takes. Like I'm this is not enough." But the way that 
there was only so many shots on J.K. Simmons and only so many shots on on Teller. Like it yes. worked, and the way that they edited it is so beautiful. Um, but also something so underrated in this film is cinematography, guys. The camera work. There's like almost like all of the movie is shot like steady and just yeah. allowing people to be in the frame. Maybe a slow zoom or dolly or whatever. Except for a few, uh, dude. Where whereas like the. I think it was in the finale. It was the finale. Where it, was, it was a quick pan. You see Simmons, and then you, you quick pan well, to him on the drums, dude, and you quick pan to a trumpet. And like, yeah. So and even, it was so good. Even Be- something more subtle than that, though, is when uh, Andrew Neiman's getting replaced in the drums, right, by the the Connolly kid the, mm-hmm. that we you could tell was just like not up yeah. to par, and he was pissed. Um, and J.K. Simmons goes into his office, and then the camera cuts to Miles Teller, and it's handheld, and it's frantic, yep. and I was like. This is, it's matching his emotion. It's perfect. It reminded me of, and this is weird, but I, it was a similar shot to, I don't know if you remember, in Road to Perdition, when <laughs> Paul Newman finds out what his son did, and it switches from, like you said, you, you're used to such a steady camera, and then it switches to following behind him handheld yeah. to, to add to the intensity of it. Dude, um, it, this, and then even something even more subtle than that, the first time that he goes on the date with the girl, right? Like you can kind of tell that there's this awkward. So the cameras are really far apart, but then they they start clicking on something, and they like I don't like school, and like I'm I'm I love love going to the movies with my dad, and I miss my family. And as you notice, the camera is getting closer and closer between each cut in and punch out, and then they say something that they don't like, and then the camera's further away again. It was just something so subtle, but it was so perfectly yeah, the, the, done. It was. From a technical standpoint, nearly flawless movie. I I can't I can't think of any weaknesses. Well, and I I don't know. Like, did any, did any of you listen to jazz at all ever? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, I literally I, I do all the time. I I have a jazz Pandora station while I do laundry and stuff, but I don't know anything about it. I don't know what's good. That's what's what I mean. Bad. Like we. Like, I just enjoy it. I don't know how amazing that finale is, other than because. The movie cues told me, and because of what's happening, dude, I know it's amazing. For real, for real, for real, for real. <laughs> for real, for real. Okay, before we get too far away, though, I, 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 I want to talk about. Uh, Mike talked about the scene where they were on a date, and he's not wrong. That filming, the filming of that scene was was sure. fantastic. Yeah. However, one of my gripes, and it's a small gripe about the movie, is that relationship. Oh, completely forced for the movie. Yes, and and there was no chemistry. <laughs> it was, it, but it was also used to show, like, the conversation between yes. them shows where Neiman is now because she mentions, oh, every time you come in the theater, you're staring, Dude. and he's like, I, I have trouble looking people in the eye. And then at the end, when he takes charge, that final scene is him staring into the eyes of this guy that has, he, like, he his intimidation, his fear gone. And and I get that. I, I for for what it does to build. Andrew is fine, but I from think a relationship, from, yeah. yes, from a well, relationship dude, standpoint. Honestly, but it, it also goes to just show like how far he goes, like what Aaron was saying. But also like when he breaks up with her, and he's like, "Yeah, you're gonna get in the way." So yeah, yeah dude, I, it just yes. goes to show that it's all about that he doesn't care about anything else. And then he kind of turns and starts thinking he does care, and he calls her and. I'm just glad that they didn't get back together yes, in that scene you. because yes. of that. But yeah. And, and furthermore, though, like she legitimately comes out and says, "Like you treat me like like I'm not around often, and you treat me like shit when I am around." Like, 
I think that is a really relatable not relatable, but like uh It's real. Thing. Right. It's not it's not like a like, gimmicky romance. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like it's it's a real take You're right. on a relationship. So my my issue though is is it, it was a complete that the relationship simply existed to give insight to his character. It, without it, a doubt. It wasn't given the time and the depth that the rest of the events were given. Right. And we get told you treat me like shit. We never saw that because no. we never saw him hanging out ever. That's also, you know, you got limited time to show. No, I, I, I understand that, but yeah. but that my my point is that that relationship is fabricated Dude, honestly, though, to develop his character, which it does very, very well. And at the same well. time, if this the way this movie was shot and the way it held my attention, if it was a three hour movie and we got more of that, I'd probably would have been fine with it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but I, I dude, if that's the word, like the weakest link of this movie, no, and and would, would, would it have taken away from? You're talking about he shot it as a thriller, and you have this slow build yeah. up to his breakdown. Would it have taken away from that? Would you, would it have felt like a stall in the movie? Yeah, probably. probably. I, and and like Mike said, this, I mean, I'm 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 nitpicking here to to for the sake of nitpicking yeah. to find there are there's minor flaws like that, but the the Overall, I mean, it's it's a very very well done movie, and the the minor flaws like that don't take away from the movie. They don't they don't. It One, didn't take me out of the movie. It didn't make me roll my eyes. It, nothing yeah, like that. Yeah. But it it was a small weakness. So I want to move on real quick. Um, we're, we're ending the near of our show, huh? Yep, ending the near of our show. <laughs> Nearing the end. Yeah. Well, duh. Yeah, that's how that's said. Okay, overlong boy. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> I want to talk about something that I thought of, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it makes sense, and I want to run past you guys. With your track record, it I'm going to bet no. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. Is the car crash in the film, did it actually it, happen? Is it real? Yes. Yes. Why? Because it happened. I... Kind of think it could be taken as a metaphor. It where... absolutely is. Well, it is, <laughs> but it actually <laughs> but it did happen. <laughs> it both. So just hear me, hear me out for like right. a minute. The car okay? crash was literal and figurative. So it's it's his anxiety crashing in on him, and all of this, and it's all the stress getting to him, and it's his literal his his breaking point, right? But literally in this, like no one says anything about it. Like no. he's obviously he's obviously frazzled and frantic when he's on the drums. But like that could just be because and covered in blood. But is that <laughs> is that his own imagination? Right. I think no. So, I think but, I think what then, it goes to show the. Let me talk real quick. Okay, but Can go we ahead. Talk for a quick. All right, dude. Then in the following scenes, he doesn't have no cuts or anything. Well, I mean, he, yeah, it was a while. Like a, it was a while in well, the future. Also, yeah, I, and he is also what has I, uh, the thing on his head when he starts drumming, and then it's like a little red for like the next scene. But I don't. I didn't notice that. But dude, I'm, I was wondering if it was like just a figurative of his imagination. No. Nothing in the movie hinted towards that. Well, I mean, that's a metaphor, bro. Well, yes, but it's a real event used as a metaphor. It happened. One, <laughs> one other thing I want to talk about uh, because it's never explained. And I don't mind that it's not, but what do you think happened to that folder of sheet music? Did, did, because there could be a few possibilities. Did Neiman throw it away? Did he say, you know what, I have to play the game? J.K. Simmons is playing dirty. These guys, this is how I get ahead. Did he throw away the music because he had it memorized? And 
or did J.K. Simmons' character nab it to I, to manipulate it and say, "Okay, here's your shot. This is what needs to happen," knowing that the other kid couldn't play without it? I mean, what what do you think happened to that? I music? think it was uh, definitely Simmons' character because he foreshadowed it earlier like 10 minutes before that he's like if i see one of these folders yeah. lying around blah 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 so obviously he saw it and, and it fits into the narrative of how he's just yeah puppet master pulling the strings i was gonna say i think it's one of two things it's either uh simmons character taking it and tossing it or it's the core drummer i can't think of his name but him him taking it and tossing it to blame neiman for it i don't think he would though because he no. didn't know how to play the music yeah he, that, that, that gave neiman the opportunity more than, yeah more than my I my two possibilities were either Neiman did it and didn't we weren't shown that side of him, but it was him playing the game, or Fletcher so. did it to, which makes more sense. Fletcher yeah. did it to. Well, I don't think it was Neiman because at that point he wasn't quite as cutthroat. I guess yeah. he yeah. was still getting into it. He wasn't cutthroat yet. Sorry, what were you saying? Mike? It was a janitor. It was a janitor. <laughs> it was. I mean, it could have been Matt That's Damon. Mean. Yeah. <laughs> Now and Matt Damon knows how to play the drums and uh, solve math you know. problems. Duh. My boy's wicked smart. <laughs> Do you like apples? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I got your sheet music. How <laughs> do you like them apples? <laughs> oh, that would have been a great finale. He just show, Matt Damon shows up, sits yeah. in his seat, <laughs> just starts just banging out a beat. I'm the quad drummer now. Freaking hot on. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you guys want to rate it? Yeah. No, let's not. Uh, can I, I just one little thing. Uh, I, it's just the difference between lighting from the short movie to the feature. Is that due to budget? Like that, the short is not good compared no, to this. Like, dude, and so, this feature is amazing. So if if you look at it, they're obviously the setting's different, but they're in a room with no lights or windows in the studio right yes in the feature and they obviously they could have controlled it better in the short but they're on location so it's harder right so you're able to adapt and take light and it's i just thought like the dungeon low-lit feel to that studio dude so whatever Man. step in the process when they decided to go away from the bright daylight lit well, from the short to the... I think the, the $30 million might have had That's what I'm saying. That's do. what I'm asking. Is it just solely helped. due to Actually, time and budget constraints? Three, $3 million. This only made $3 million. That's... I'm sorry. It only had a budget of $3 was made, Yeah. And it, it made $48 million worldwide. Lord. No wonder he got a job quickly. All right. Well, that and his talent was <laughs> evident from, like Mike said, that first scene. Dude, <laughs> guy, I don't know. I don't. You guys didn't watch First Man, but man, his his attention to detail is insane. So, and that's uh, with that interview that I watched. J.K. Simmons also was in there, and he he said, "Dude, Damien Chazelle was, and I quote, impeccably re- prepared." Was that a and I quote and paraphrase? No, that was, that, was, that was the and I quote. <laughs> okay. Impeccably prepared, but ready to adapt. Which is, I think, how you need to make movies. Like, this is how we're going to do it. Oh, shit, we can't do it that way. This is how we have to do it. Anyway, moving on. Um, Shane, you picked it, right? Well, well, well uh, Wild Slate. Angel, yeah. whatever. Wild yeah. Angel 22. Yeah. I, I chose to watch this because, uh, man, I... I had heard it was good even by with those expectations this this surpassed that i mean this was a fantastic fantastic movie uh jk simmons was 
amazing. That's one of my favorite characters I've ever seen. <laughs> he was that good. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen this movie, 100% watch it. it I agree. I concur. From from a movie standpoint. Yeah, it's at what, three bucks on Amazon? Uh, three, Four bucks, maybe? Three ninety nine, I, I think yeah. so. Plus well facts. worth it. Yes, watch it. it. From a movie standpoint, from from an acting standpoint, writing, every aspect of filmmaking is done so, so well in this movie. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine and a half. I know that's Ooh. high. I know that's Ooh. high, but I mean, rack my brain. There, there were a few character things that, that eked me a little bit. Other than that, though, I mean, you look at this from a filmmaking standpoint, it it's unbelievable, especially for the budget it's made, and and not a first time director, but it's still early Dude, on in his career. Uh, the thing that I really appreciate is like, I you can you can see how much Damien Chazelle respects film, and he, yes. he appreciates film, and, he and respects music, and music. Even <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's incredible every every detail of this movie was done for a reason and was done amazing fantastic like perfect it was nearly nearly perfect yeah nine, i don't disagree 5. uh what do you give it then uh i and let me add to the fact that it's a must see if you're on the fence because of the subject because you're not you know jazz musician oh how exciting I was the same way. That's what kept me from watching this, but man, I enjoyed it. I give it eight seven five. Dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> so uh, dumb. Brent, way too high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've said it multiple times already. This definitely was a movie I would not have watched if unless it was for this podcast. And I'm not upset that I watched it. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as these two. Obviously, um, I mean, I'm still going to give it a good score, but. I, I think one of my big problems was they're not supposed to be, but there wasn't really any likable characters in this movie. Like you like them as the char- like sure. the, as the performance, but the character itself isn't exactly likable. Yeah, I <laughs> concur. Yeah, like even Miles Teller, like you know, because he I he think... doesn't ever really because you know in most movies where it's like this where you know they're kind of likable and then they become arrogant. Yeah, this is not a redemption storyline. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing like that. He redeems his. Self musically, I guess, but not as a person. But mm-hmm. it's still a good movie. I'll give it eight. It's not. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm upset. <laughs> Wait, do that again. Give me. Say that one more time. Hey, I'm upset. There you go. I almost said it's not my fault. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's not, not your not fault. Fat <laughs> <laughs> Dan bursts in. I'm upset. The wise it's guy once told me. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's making his way. And then from... J.K. Simmons is like, shut up. It is his fault. <laughs> Get throws a chair at his here. head. Uh, I guys, I guys, I guys. Hi, nine two five. Yeah, this movie is good. Yeah, I honestly, I had seen like the small part of uh, Simmons being like, "Not my time, not my time." Not, not, we'll try that again. And I was like, "This, I don't get it." Like, and I, I was like, "The only thirty second clip I'd well, ever." There's seen no context it. for right. it. And I was like, "I don't. This looks dumb. This looks tedious and stupid." And then you see the movie, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Well, and like I said, we don't. Know, I I don't. I don't pretend to know anything about music. Oh, I he know could everything. have been doing it perfectly every time. Simmons' character still would have said, "No, terrible. Not on time. Not my oh, day." Just because doubt. he's, without a doubt, he's trying to destroy him. Dude, so I'm gonna nine two five just because this movie 
I think n- nails it on the head. It it doesn't skip a beat. We uh oh boy, uh, my god, he did that. Yeah, doesn't um skip. We didn't a actually beat. talk about that scene. I just want to say real quick about that scene. Like that actually shows just how quick his character can switch. Because like he's like, no, you're all right, you're all right. We'll we'll do it again. You know, mm. nope, that not that. And then all of a sudden he just like throws something <laughs> at his head or switch the other way. Like when he when he yells at the fat guy and kicks him out, comes oh. back and says. Just for the record, he was untuned, but he didn't know it. Like he's all cordial <laughs> yeah. about it. Like th- this dude was a—he's like a psychopath. This guy was nuts in the, in the best but way. But that's what's good about this. Was he justified by the ending? He got the results. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pop quiz, asshole. Eight point eight eight is the final score, by the way, which is a A minus. Sure. You I know what? Let's just let's just call it that. All right. I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> uh, pop quiz, though, guys. This. Or Hell or High Water. Ooh. Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water. Uh, pick up the pace. I, yes, Hell or High pick Water, the... but only because I enjoy the Dude, the pick up the more. pace. This yeah. or Memento. God, I haven't this. seen Memento. Memento can shove off. I haven't seen it. This or Shawshank. This. This, this. this or Life is Beautiful. Yeah. I haven't seen that. This. Are, yeah. That's hard. Yeah, those are... <laughs> this or Road to Perdition. Road to Perdition. Road to Perdition. Yeah. This Sorry, or... I got distracted. Goodwill Hunting. This. Goodwill this. Hunting. I like Goodwill Hunting better. This or Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Oh, I did see that one. I don't remember that one very much. I think you gave it about the same score, Brent. I quit. I pass. Nope. Dude, yeah, you have to. I pick Ex Damn. Machina. Yep. I might go Whiplash. That's fine, dude. I th- These two movies remind me a lot of each other because themes... I- Attention to detail. <laughs> yeah, themes and attention to detail and everything like that. Um, so 8.88 for... Is an A. 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 Whiplash, by the by. Uh, that's our episode. Join us on Thursday for First Man. Uh, it's a story about Louis Armstrong, mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. black trumpeter on the moon. Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. Mm. I thought he was going to go with the Lance Armstrong. I thought he was, too. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. That's clever. That's clever. That's a twofer. But no, Damien Chazelle twofer. That's for sure. So first man on Thursday will be a great episode. And in the meantime, guys, go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com, and request a movie right on our homepage. Someone in the show. Tell your friends. What's up? Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Good day, sir! You're a... Sir, I said good day! Yeah. See ya. Hasta la vista, baby. This has been... The Movie Review Crew Podcast. Remember to find us online on your favorite social media apps and go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. Yeah. Linger, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore.